Well, it's good to be here in the house of the Lord, and it's good to be back live. I know some of the, our services are still pre-recorded, but uh, it's, 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 it is strange without uh, speaking with nobody in the room. There's that energy that's just not there. It's missing. And uh, even though I, I don't see you, I know you're there, and um, it helps. Amos chapter 8. If you could turn in your Bibles to Amos chapter 8. You may not even uh, know where Amos is. It's not a, a very famous uh, book to go to, per se. Hopefully, you, you know where it is. But uh, Amos chapter 8, Hosea, Joel, Amos. I'm just going to read one verse before we pray and then get on with this, our message today. But Amos chapter 8. And we're just going to read verse 11. Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. The Bible says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Pray with me now. Father, thank you so much for today. And I pray for this message that it would speak to hearts. And Lord, I certainly am a nothing. You are everything. So perhaps uh, an everything could help a, a nothing speak something to people today. I pray that those listening would be able to draw themselves closer to you. Lord, please just be with this message for the live stream that everything would just stay intact and people can listen. Thank you so much for this day. We pray in your name. Amen. Can you hear? I know that may be a strange question to ask, especially since we're online right now. Maybe a question you've been asking people a lot lately, doing your Zoom meetings or you're on Google Meet. Hello, can you hear me? Can you, everything okay? And you have to turn your mic on. Can you hear is the question I have for you today. According to the World Health Organization, around 466 million people worldwide have disability hearing loss. About 34 million of these are children. It is estimated that by 2050, over 900 million people will have disability hearing loss. Hearing loss may result from genetic causes, could be just complications at birth, certain infectious diseases, such as the case with my sister. She became deaf through uh, meningitis, perhaps chronic ear infection, the use of particular drugs, exposure to excessive noise, and aging. Of all these things, and perhaps there's more reasons why people may lose their hearing over time. They say over 60, around 60% of children, uh, of, excuse me, of childhood hearing loss is due to preventable causes. Can you imagine not being able to hear the birds chirping in the morning, the wind blowing through the trees, the sea rush against the sandy beach? The crunch of snow under your boots, the sound of an airplane flying overhead, the laughter of children, 
not being able to hear your favorite movie or your dad's corny jokes. Maybe you wouldn't mind being deaf to those. But as we just read, there are over 466 million people worldwide who can't hear or who can't hear very well. As I've taken to movie making over the last couple of years, um, and it's by hobby, I'm no by means a professional, but as I've taken this up just as hobby is just kind of studying into it and learning and reading what I can, I've noticed the incredible importance of sound. Did you know in most movies you watch, especially those really big blockbuster movies like Marvel or something like that, almost, and this is coming from, uh, coming from the directors, almost 90% of the audio that you hear coming through your screen is not done while they're actually shooting the shot. If you were to listen to what the camera has, what the camera hears while they're filming these action scenes, you'd probably hear a director saying, okay, and turn left, and duck, and cut. All right, that was a great take. That's what you would hear. Almost 90% of the audio you hear is added in after it's been recorded already, in, in post-production, so they call it. There's a whole team of people, audio engineers, designed just to enhance, to add audio, to add an airplane flying over, to add the ambience of people in a restaurant. That they add uh, uh, steps, running through steps in the forest. If they're running on, on branches, they have to make the sound sound like branches. If they're running on, on snow, they have to match the step to the snow or on pavement. There's different sounds. Sound is an incredible tool when it comes to movie making, but not just that, when it comes to everyday life. Sometimes I can take five to six hours to edit a movie and two to three hours to just come up with the right song for the movie. Sound is so important and getting that right sound. And even then, sometimes I'll mess up. Hearing may be very important to our everyday life. And something we, we most likely take for granted on a day-to-day -day basis. But as you know, hearing is not a, necess a necessity of life. If you, don't, if you can't hear, it's, it's not going to stop you from living. It may be hard. It may, be, it may not be able to do things you could do before. But you don't need to hear to be able to live. But the same is not the case for your spiritual life. You see, because if you can't hear God, you can't live, not spiritually. If we're talking about the Spirit of God within us, it is essential for our spiritual survival for us to be able to hear the voice of God. As we come to this chapter in Amos, chapter 8, this book of Amos, chapter 8, we, we come at the beginning, we find Amos declaring a vision from the Lord. And if you've read the, the book, this is his fourth vision in this book. And this vision is often called the vision of the summer fruits or the basket of summer fruits. This may, may sound like a strange name for, uh, for a vision, but that's exactly what it was. God, excuse me, in verse 1, the Bible says, Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruits. This is what he's seeing in his vision. And he said, Amos, this is God, what seest thou? And I said, well, I see a basket of summer fruits. Then said the Lord unto me, the end is come upon my people 
of Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. And the songs of the temple shall be hallowings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Summer fruits. God begins to describe some of the faults of Israel and it goes into detail and then ends really the vision in verse 11 by saying, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, which is essential for our physical bodies. Not a famine, or, nor a thirst for water, also an essential of life. But a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. If you're a Christian today, not being able to hear the voice of God should be worse than not having food or water. Now that's maybe a strong statement. But think about it. Our physical bodies are going to decay anyway. One day we're going to stand before God. But imagine living our life without ever listening to the voice of God. First of all, if you're watching this, this broadcast today and you've never heard the voice of God, then you aren't a child of God. And if you were to die today, never having heard the voice of God, never accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to stand before God and not end up in a place called heaven. But you will be cast forever eternity in, in the lake of fire. Not just a vision like that story we heard this morning from that, that, uh, the drummer on that rock band. He was, his was just a, a dream, a vision. But I'm talking about a real place for all of eternity awaits us for those that never accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. But I fear today that there are many people, many Christians perhaps, that are going deaf spiritually, that are having trouble hearing the voice of God, that can't hear his still small voice, that can't hear his words of comfort when we are afraid, that can't hear God speak to them at church that can't hear God direct their steps. How can a person or a child of God get to this point? How could they get to this point of spiritual deafness? In this passage of Amos chapter 8, we can see two characteristics unfold in the lives of the Israelites. Two characteristics to show us just exactly how Israel got to this point where eventually they would not be able to hear the voice of God anymore. We come to verse, num num verse number five. And the Bible says, saying, when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the, the ephah small and the shekel great and the falsifying the balances by deceits. The first characteristic of a sign that we may be going spiritually deaf is that our devotion to God decays. Our devotion to God is decaying. If you were to observe the Israelites in their devotion, you would say that they had no reverence for God. Bad as they are, they do indeed keep up a show and form of godliness. If you look back in verse 8, 
This is, these are the Israelites, and they're saying, ah, when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn? When will the Sabbath end that we may set forth wheat? When will these things be done? As I begin to try to study what this new moon was, it appears to be some form of uh, religious uh, festival. Some, for some, it would be on the first day of the month. It was a time when they were supposed to consecrate it unto the Lord. For others, it, it, could, it could reference a, a time period in which the Israelites were to consecrate themselves unto God. It was something to do with worship unto God. And what, what Amos is trying to say here is we've come to a point now where people, when, there, when there's a period of time where we're supposed to be worshiping God, all the Israelites were thinking about was, when will this be over so that I can go plant my corn? When will the Sabbath be done so that I can go and make money? They were sitting in church, they were sitting in, in a place of worship, but they weren't worshiping God. That may sound contradictory. Say, why would a Christian come to a place of worship and not worship God? Sadly, there are many Christians that do that today, all over the world, and have been. Days of Israel, and here in 2020. When there's a set time for us to worship God, we find ourselves wishing that that time of worship would be over. Their devotion is seen in their mentality. Because their mentality is, when will church be over so that I can get to the important things of my life? And I fear that so many Christians today, when, when church time comes around, they find themselves thinking about anything else besides the word of God, besides the, the preaching of the pastor. We come to church perhaps out of obligation or duty. Perhaps we attend church because our spouse wants us to go and we know it would make them happy if we went. We, we leave church the same way that we came. And after years of, of doing church, as some would call it, they, are, they began to feel the need that perhaps church isn't really necessary anymore because I don't really feel much different. I've been coming to church all these years. I don't really feel much of a change. Uh, perhaps church isn't really, isn't really for me. And the, their children are growing up and they're, they're not really growing. They're, nothing's really happening in their life. Maybe church just isn't for us. I've talked to several youth pastors over the years about teenagers, and so many of them say the same thing, that many times parents will just kind of play church throughout the years. And then all of a sudden, their teenager one day decides to rebel. And now the parents, all of a sudden, they think, oh, we should, uh, we should probably start coming to church and get more serious so that maybe our kids will, will get back on track. But by then, it's too late. They've played the game their whole life. And now they decide they want to come to church. And it's not even for themselves. It's, it's, it's because they don't know what to do in their situations. And in many cases, it's too late when it comes to that point. And, and I fear that so many so-called Christians, perhaps, and let me explain myself after I say this statement. But I fear that many Christians, perhaps, may have even been excited to hear that our church, our church was closing our doors. Not that we were stopping church, but they now have the ultimate excuse to not have to come to church. Now, there are good excuses. Obviously, there's nobody in church right now. And I'm not referring to anything of the negative here. Obviously, there are instances where even our church is about to, to come up 
we're about to open our doors again in a couple of weeks. And obviously there are some instances where we aren't going to be able to, uh, not everybody's going to be able to come back to church. Obviously, if you're elderly, or if you have some chronic sicknesses, we would urge you to, to not come. There are some instances where some people work in the healthcare department and they don't want to risk spreading it. Those are fantastic reasons. Please don't, don't misunderstand me. In fact, let's just take COVID-19 out of the picture right now. Let's go back three months, four months from now, where, where church was normal. We would come to church. We would come to church on Sunday morning and maybe Sunday night. And many of you come even Wednesday nights. My question to you is, when was the last time that you heard God speak to you? You heard God speak to you. Or when was the last time you wanted God to speak to you? How was church for you? Let's go back three, four months. How was church for you back then? Did it seem like the pastor preached the same thing over and over again? Did you feel like church wasn't doing anything for you? Heard that one quite a bit. Did you feel like the church service got longer and longer? Maybe you wished you were anywhere else but in church. Maybe you're going spiritually deaf to the voice of God. And I'm simply asking you this question because I want you to look at your life and ask yourself, Lord, is it I? Maybe you, you want to hear the voice of God, but you're having trouble hearing him. Perhaps it's time to look at your life and say, Lord, is it me? Is there something in my life that's prohibiting you from speaking to me? Oh, Lord, I don't want to be spiritually deaf. I want you to use me, Lord. And this message is for you to help you to think in your life. Now, there are times we can come to church and we can daydream from time to time. And that happens. I, I, my hand goes up. Sometimes I've got projects that need to get done. And I, I just can't help but for a few, few moments in church, I start to kind of drift away. And then, oh, nope, Lord, help me to, help me to focus here. And I've been there where I work late nights. I come to church. Oof, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. Uh, when I was in college, that was kind of the story of my life. And I'm not talking about those things. I'm just talking about a spiritual condition of your heart. Ask yourself, when was the last time you heard the voice of the Lord? You see, the first characteristic is that their devotion to God began to decay. But the second characteristic here is that their, their conversation to others became corrupt. Look back in verse number five in Amos chapter eight. The Bible says, when will they, excuse me, when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great and falsifying the balances by deceit falsifying the balances. You see, first it started with them not having a, a, a really a care for the things of God, for kind of wishing, oh, wishing the Sabbath would be over so they can, they can uh, get on with their work and wishing these things would be done. It started out with a, a, their devotion to God decaying. And now that their devotion to God is, is, being, is not what it should be, now their conversation to man is changing as well. And that's how it works. Once God it starts to get pulled out of their life, the way they treat others starts to, to be different. It starts to change. 
You, if you would observe the Israelites in their conversations, you would see that they have no regard to man. And this commonly follows upon the former characteristic that we talked about. You see, these Israelites, they were not doing justly or loving mercy, as we might find in Micah chapter 6. Not only do we see in verses 5 through 6 their devotion to God beginning to decay, but their conversations to others were starting to get corrupt. They began to cheat others and treat the poor poorly. Another instance of their fraudulent dealings is that they would sell, the, the Bible says here, the refuse of the wheat. If you look in verse 6, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of, or the refuse of the wheat. And basically, they were just taking advantage of their neighbor's ignorance or necessity. They were, they were finding out ways that they could just gain more money, whether it was cheating, whether it was using different measuring scales or me messing with the balances. And there's always a way to cheat. There's always cheaters out there. And if you really, really want to, you'll find a way to do it. And these are the God's people. They were at one time close to God, but they found their devotion to God wasn't what it was. They weren't hearing God. They weren't growing spiritually. Now it was affecting the way that they communicated with those around them. You see, once you've blocked the voice of God out of your life, once you've become spiritually deaf to his words, you no longer have the ability to spiritually grow. You no longer have the ability to better yourself. Once God is out of your life, the only way is the only way to go is down. You may not be completely deaf to the voice of God today, but perhaps your hearing is slowly fading. Maybe you aren't quite as bad as some of the Israelites are in this passage, but maybe you can relate a little. Maybe as I was explaining some scenarios, maybe you could sense that being a part of your life. Now, COVID-19 hasn't helped. And I, we, and I can detest, sometimes when you're at home and you're trying to watch the preaching, uh, a million more things could pop up in your life to distract you. I mean, that's just how it works. This is why we, we challenge to come to church when, uh, when possible, even before all this took place. Because watching church online, it just it leaves so much more distractions. And right now, that's all we can do. We need God's help more than ever. And I hope today, as a Christian, that you're not, you're not only getting fed through the preaching of God's word on Sundays, maybe on Wednesdays, but that you're feeding your soul every day in God's word. You're having a personal walk with him. That's, that's, the, whole, that's the whole idea of, of the Christian walk, is not just let pastor do all the feeding for you, but that you go out and you, in a sense, go hunt, and you get your own food. You hunt through God's word, and you feed yourself through, the, through God and allow God's voice to speak to you. This is how he speaks to you, through his word. This is why it's important that you go to God's word and you read the Bible. And I've heard it many times. People read the Bible and say, I just, I just don't get anything out of it. God, God's not speaking to me. I'm just not, I'm not there. It's time to search your heart, Christian, and say, Lord, I, I'm having trouble. I, I've been reading your word lately. 
it's not, it's not what it used to be. My, my fellowship with you isn't quite there. Lord, is there something in my life? And if there isn't, God, please speak to me today. Speak to me through your word. God, I want to learn. I want to know you more. Christian, where are you at spiritually? How, how is your, your hearing? I remember when my, my sister, Grace, when she was six months old, and you've heard the story before, she contracted bacterial meningitis and almost died. The Lord, of course, kept her alive. We, had, we were living in the Arctic at that time, and we medevaced her to, to Edmonton. She was in the university hospital there for uh, several months. And when, at, when we first arrived at the hospital, all we knew is that she had meningitis. She was having seizures. That's all we knew. We didn't know anything else at the time. And so the doctors, after the, after the meningitis had passed, and we, now they were char- starting to do testings on her to see what the damage was. Because things like meningitis, those kind of sicknesses, they do a toll on your body. And the meningitis got into her system through a double ear infection that she got, that she had. Well, and being six months old doesn't help because uh, uh, we haven't figured out what the cry was for uh, hearing problems. You know, baby's cry sounds like everything. And they started doing all these testings. They tested, you know, uh, the, uh, and it was six months old is hard to do tests. But one test they did was a hearing test. And they put these headphones on her or near her. I don't think she really wanted them on her head. But they put these headphones around her head. And they began to just do some, just some normal tests of hearing. And they would do something to see if the child would kind of flinch. And they would test. And they would, they would do this, flip the switch. Or my mom was in the room, I wasn't there. But what I remember her saying is they would flip these switches and the baby is supposed to kind of react to the hearing. And they did the first test and no reaction. Okay, let's just turn the volume up a little bit. They turn it up, they do the test again. Nothing. They turned it up a little bit more, did the test, nothing, not a flinch, not even a, uh, what's going on, just life is normal. And as they began to continue with the tests, they began to realize that Grace had lost her hearing in both ears. And thankfully, that was really the only outcome of that meningitis, um, a little bit uh, a few other smaller things, but praise the Lord, that's all it was. And through technology, she was able to actually, t- to this day, she can hear, just like you and me. But I want you to understand something tonight. If you were to put a spiritual test on you right now, and you were to see if you could hear the voice of God, if you were to, if there was some kind of a, a device that you could stick on your heart, or, or you stick it in, on your body that, that could somehow detect the, the spirit of God working in your life, to see where your heart was in connection to him. If there was such a device, I wonder how loud you'd have to turn the voice of God up for you to even flinch, to maybe even just hear a whisper. Or perhaps we become so hardened, we can turn God all the way up. There's nothing. Fortunately for my sister, and this isn't the case for everybody, but... Through some implants, she was able to get these cochlear implants in both heads. And to this day, through these little, they look like, they look like headset, um, little like Bluetooths, and little battery packs that she carries around everywhere, and they're Bluetooth to her. They look like little hearing aids, but she can actually hear, even though she's 
clinically uh, classified as deaf, 100%. She can hear. And maybe you've been deaf to God for a long time. Maybe that's the case. It's not too late. You can kneel before God right now and say, Lord, I haven't heard your voice in so long. Lord, I, 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 didn't even, I, don't even, I haven't even wanted to hear your voice. But perhaps, Lord, today you would, you would help me regain that fellowship with you. Maybe it's just starting in your life. It's time for you to turn around. It's time for you, when the service ends, to get on your knees and say, Lord, speak to me. Or maybe you haven't gotten there yet, but maybe you don't want it to get there. It's time to get on your knees and say, Lord, I don't want to get there. I want to have proper fellowship with you. I want to be able to hear your voice and hear everything that I need to do in life. Where are you at, Christian, today? just want to end with this one verse. The Bible says in Luke chapter 18, uh, two verses, Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. These Israelites in Amos, they had gotten to a point where they did not hear God, they did not fear God, and it affected their, their speech. It, it affected their conversations with those around them. Search your heart today. Ask God, am I like this deaf judge here in this passage, this spiritually deaf judge? Show me where I am today, Father, and use me for your honor and glory. Pray with me now. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you've done for me. But Lord, thank you for saving me. And I know I didn't maybe grow up, a, grow up as sinful perhaps as others. But sin is still sin. I still grew up a sinner. And you saved me from that sin. You saved me from a life that I, I don't want to know what I could have been without you. But Lord, even though I'm saved and even though I, I work at a church, Father, it's still easy for anybody in this world, any pastor, any, any Christian, to over time start losing their, their spiritual hearing. And oftentimes it's just sin that creeps in our life and that starts to, to, to stop our ears from hearing your word. And God, I don't want that to happen to me. And I don't want that to happen to Grace Baptist Church. And I pray that if there's somebody who's maybe struggling with their walk with you, that they would say, Lord, I don't want this to be me. That they would determine right now to get their lives back on track and to follow you. Lord, thank you for this time for Amos. Help us to search our hearts even today. We pray these things in your name. Amen. At this time, we're going to transition into our offering. And as the music begins to play, I challenge you to give as unto the Lord. Uh, give your tithes, your offerings, and especially for the missionaries. As we've taken a bit of a dip in the last week or two, um, don't forget your missionaries. Keep giving to, your, to missionaries. Uh, 
we've been having trouble trying to get them into church, obviously with borders being closed and with restrictions. Now, we've had to cancel many missionaries over the last couple of months. And these are missionaries that need support, that need us. So just pray for your missionary as well. As many right now who are trying to get to the field, they can't even travel right now. Now, I know the Lord has a reason for it all, but let's at least do our part with the missionaries that we're currently supporting, and let's just do our best to be with them. But as the music plays, give us into the Lord. 